0: Hey, how we doing, Roadrunner fans. It's gonna be a fun podcast today. I'm going to give you guys my top five UTSA defensive players of all time. I know UTSA has a short history, so um kind of makes these fun because I feel like there's easy to do it's easy to do, and we've actually seen everybody so we could probably put together a good list here um i want to do i want to say one caveat before i get started and give you guys my list this list is going to be comprised of the folks i think who are the most impactful with the utsa jersey on so anything you've done or any anything the player has done after UTSA will not be considered in my list. I know there's a lot of guys that's in the NFL and stuff now, and um, I don't want to let that influence my list here, right? So um, I just wanted to get that out the way because I do think my list may surprise some folks, especially some of you who have not, um, who, who are kind of newer to the school and might be suffering from some recency bias. Um, when I was doing my offensive, when I was doing my, and I, I was writing down notes to do the offense, which I'll do next week. I was definitely suffering from some recency bias, (laughs) and I probably still will be this time next week once I do this. So anyway, um, I want to kind of give some honorable mentions before I go that are folks who did not make the list. Uh, The first one I'm going to give an honorable mention to is um, Corey Mayfield Jr., um, Tariq Woolen. Um, Solomon Wise Is another one Let's see Nate Gaines I think Nate was really good So anyway I want to give them a Honorable mention because they are, they did not Make my top 5 Dadrian and Taylor ah, It was hard to leave him off Because he's just so energetic Right Um, gosh, it's, it's pretty tough. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to roll into it. The first one may surprise some folks because you got to go way back in the day, but, uh, I'm going to start out with number five for me. Number five for me, I'm going Bennett Okacha. Yes, I'm going Bennett Okacha. Uh, teammate of mine, I played opposite of him. Um, for a number of years, for the three years that he was there. Uh, but I, I here's the reason I'm going Bennett at number five. Bennett had two seasons at corner that I don't think any other corner has had yet in a UTSA jersey. Um, you look at his first season playing. This one you know I, I this one can definitely he had definitely has competition but it's arguably one of the top seasons a corner has had and the reason i say that is because if you just just look at it um Bennett had he finished that season with 29 tackles 9 pbu's and a pick which is a very very good season um i i remember the impact he had on the game it was, it was it was it was pretty big, and um, he had a really good year that year. But the reason I'm putting him at number five is because the year he had in 2015 is not really debatable in terms of a corner having a individual dominant year. So in 2015, Bennett finished with 47 tackles, four interceptions. I believe eleven PBUs, a forced fumble, fumble recovery. That's that's some that's damn good football by Benny. We haven't had, I think probably, I mean you could argue Eric Brown to year, I believe in twenty twelve. Um I don't know if he had that number that high number of pass breakups, but he had four interceptions that that particular season. Um I think Corey Mayfield's he was really hard for me to leave off because you can make the case that he he definitely has a case on like if, you, if we're ranking corners who had the best career at, as a corner, he definitely has the case. I was going between, and I'm talking about in a UTSA jersey. Obviously, Tariq Woolen is killing it in the NFL right now. And he was damn good at corner, but he was injured a lot at corner. I think that kind of stunted some of the things that he could do. Um, He didn't take the ball away as much. Um, And this is not – and it could have easily been him. He was difficult. I'm I'm sure if we look at, like, percentages and things like that, which I don't have those stats, percentages of completions when the ball is thrown to him, I'm sure it would make even a better – Case, you know, to help his case out, but stati- statistically speaking, and I was on, and I remember watching that because uh, I had already graduated. Bennett's senior year at corner, is the most dominant um, season a corner has ha- has had in the UTSA jersey. So that's why he makes my he, he makes my number five list, and I am not using bias with Bennett. Me and Bennett are still pretty close to this day, and we don't do we don't do compliments. <laughs> so uh but I gotta call a spade a spade. He was he was I I he he's he's in my top five. All right, going with my number four. Um this one comes to no surprise. Josiah Watawa Effa. Pull up some some numbers on Josiah because it is super impressive. He comes in at number four for me. And you want to talk about a um, freshman season that that guy had? He was a man on fire, right? He was the complete man on fire. Freshman year, he comes in; he earned freshman freshman All-America. He was the uh, conference USA freshman of the year. He was the uh, he was first team. All league and uh, coverage USA, all freshman team. Kid racked up 115 tackles that season, which is still a program record. That is insane. He had nine tackles for loss, six sacks, seven QB hurries, and a pick. That dude was dominant, and the hair <laughs> just embodied UTSA during his reign. And the city really, really embraced him and what he brought to and what he brought to uh, the team, and what he brought to just the environment. He was just an exciting player, man. He was an exciting player, and he was very fun to watch. A uh, sophomore season, I think he was injured a lot. He only uh, was able to play in eight games, but then the junior season. He was a semifinalist for the Buckus Award, which uh, you know, is awarded to the nation's top linebacker. Right? Um, he didn't quite get his record, but he was just two tackles off. He had 113 tackles, eleven and a half tackles for loss, four and a half freaking sacks. That that that's that's a model of consistency right there, folks. Three QB Harry's, um, a pair of force fumbles he was all over the place. He was all over the place. Right. So, um, yeah, he is, he, he's just something else. And it was hard to leave him off this list, uh, which I didn't, I was just, I think it was hard on like, where do you place him, Right. Where do you place him? Uh, but Josiah, however, I'll I tell you an interesting story about Josiah. Um, I think I've only met him like once. I think, and it was weird. It was me. It was back. This was back in twenty fifteen. Uh, Glasgow and I were asked to come and speak to the some of the athletes that were. This was like right after we graduated, but they were. We were asked to come speak to some of the athletes at this like life skills class, um, and. And I think that class was taught but yeah, that class was taught by Bill Hickey. He asked us to do it. And he was uh that's uh Lynn Hickey's uh husband, I believe. But anyway, we were asked to come in and we were asked to come in and and, and just talk about life of a student athlete and what to stay away from and you know that type of stuff. Anyway, long story short, after the we went up there and said our piece and out of the speech, the class ended, and he came up to me in Glasgow afterwards and just was just picking our brains on like um, our you know asking us about our experience at, at UTSA and if we had any tips, which I, we thought you know it was cool. Like I, I remember walking out of that, we were like, "Damn, that dude is that dude is." Um, intense. Like he, 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 you know, he's, he's really about it. So, um, yeah, that dude is just great, man. So he made, he made number four for me. So, uh, moving on to number three, I'm going with Rashad wisdom, current safety that we have right now. You want to talk about a, (laughs) you want to talk about a dog. This is what, this is what you call a dog. That dude is a playmaker, straight out of San Antonio, represents the city well. Um, and, yeah, like, he started as a true freshman, made the Conference USA All-Freshman all, uh, all freshman team. He um, tallied 44 tackles, um, you know, five tackles for loss, a couple sacks, quarterback Harry, um, had an interception. <laughs> dude was legit, man. Dude was legit forced fumbles all of that so what a great way to pop up but you know pop in his freshman year and i think he was awesome he was awesome in t- t- 2019 but then he starts to level up man in, in in his sophomore year um first team all conference honors dave campbell texas football all um texas college first team pick um He had four interceptions in this particular year also. Uh, I wanted to start with that because he was tied for the most in Conference USA that year. So uh, he had 95 total tackles as a sophomore. That is just, that's no small feat. He forced a couple fumbles, and he had had quite a few pass breakups. And he's returning picks for touchdowns, bro. (laughs) He's returning interceptions for touchdowns. So, and he did that in his freshman year also. But so, so, but this dude is just San Antonio grown. He's a he's a he's a awesome face of the program right now, and I'm glad that he's going to get to play another season. You'd hate to see you know his career end with injury and stuff like that. So I'm excited for him next year, and then obviously just wanted to roll into the junior year another awesome season. He had 88 tackles that particular year. Um, he also had six pass breakups, uh, four tackles for loss. He forced a fumble and yeah, he's just once again, another, he, he, he just pops off the screen, you know, he pops off the screen. Um, I mean, he was on a Jim Thorpe watch, watch list to start the season and uh, his start 2021, right? He, you know, he is, he's an amazing player and he's, he's number three and he, he still has two, um, or he still has another season to go, he has another season to go. So, sky's the limit for that kid, man, I hope that he returns well and healthy for next season and I'm sure he's gonna give him hell, but you know, for y'all who have watched or who, who've been following the channel, like, you know, he's a player that we bring up every single podcast. Every single podcast. Because he's so dominant. So yeah. Gonna go with Rashad Wisdom at number three. Moving on to number two. I'm calling Marcus Davenport at number two. And the interesting thing about Marcus, and I know this may surprise some of y'all with him being number two, and he I, I, he could have easily been number one, but I'll explain to y'all why I chose this person as my number one as the uh, most impactful defensive player that's never come through UTSA. I'll I'll, I'll explain that to y'all later, but here's the thing about Marcus. The coolest thing about him is that there there was a progression every single year. Every single year. He had a good freshman season. This was in 2014. This was my last year with teammates here. He had um he played eight games, fourteen tackles. remember he was like still pretty skinny at this particular point in time, uh but he had two and a half sacks that year. You go into 2015 now he's he he's really dropping the top has forty nine tackles, four sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss he he defected three passes and forced two fumbles. now it starts to get hairy in 2016. And here's another escalation. Now he has 67 tackles, six and a half sacks, 10 tackles for loss, pass defense, fumble recovery, forced fumble. And then 2017 comes where he was just arguably one, he was clearly the most dominant player in the conference. He won Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year this year. He uh, He was just clearly the most dominant. This kid, at uh, at this particular point in time, goes 55 tackles, 17 and a half tackles for loss. That's insane. Eight and a half sacks, four passes defended, three forced fumbles, one of them fumble recovery, that he returned for a touchdown. That's Marcus Davenport, folks. Doing that at defensive end in college is nothing and he's getting double and he's getting all kind of looks they're trying to chip him off the edge because he was he was already they were expecting him already right yeah that's tough to do that's tough to do and it's also like you know UTSA and we've had solid solid um production for my defensive line before Marcus. We had guys um go to the league before Marcus from the D line. None of them were drafted or anything like that, but we've historically had a lot of standouts um uh, in that particular position. And Marcus just said, "Watch this. I'm 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 the, I'm the guy. I'm I'm the best." <laughs> um so yeah, man, he had a ton of accolades. Um he yeah, C Conference USA player of the year, first team all conference, obviously. Um he was he was a member of the Chuck Benderick Award and Werfel trophy watch list. And I mean, you know. <laughs> what are you gonna do about that? What are you gonna do about that? So just you know, He's obviously went on to have a good career in the NFL. Hopefully he can he can get some if he can put together a bill of health, he's going to dominate that space also cuz he in some ways he already is. All right. Moving on to my number 1. I'm going with Tristan Wade. Tristan Wade. And I know uh <laughs> I know that you know folks can call me biased for this one. And that's that's fair, but I genuinely don't think I'm being biased. I'll, I'll tell you why here in a second. I think when you look at his total body of work at UTSA, his total body of work at UTSA, it is far too impressive, quite frankly. it's It's, you know, people don't have college careers like this very often. They just don't. It's just not in the cards for folks. It's just not. So let's let's talk about T. Wade here. Let's get into why I went with him. So in the ten games in our freshman year, he 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 didn't start in the beginning of the season because he's a buck fifty five out there, legit. He was one hundred fifty five, one hundred sixty pounds. Uh, He racked up 39 tackles One for loss He had three forced fumbles though Two fumble recoveries and two picks Freshman year Without starting the whole time That's that's already pretty good That's pretty good It's pretty good Sophomore season we moved to the whack. Now it starts to get crazy And you're going to notice a theme We'll notice a theme with T-Wade here So let's start He um, he had 74 tackles that season. He had 11 pass breakups that season. 11. He had four interceptions, four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. That's his sophomore season. First team all whack. There you go. Let's go to the junior season. Led the team in tackles. 94. 94 tackles. Two interceptions, seven pass breakups, two and a half tackles uh, behind the line of scrimmage. One of those touchdowns or one of those interceptions he he made he returned the for a touchdown. I remember that against Tulsa. I think I was injured that game. I didn't go to that. I remember watching it on TV though. Um, but another you know all conference selection. Another phenomenal season. But but there's something that's consistent here. And remember, 74 tackles, 4 interceptions, 4 forced fumbles, 2 from. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. 94 tackles, 2 interceptions, along to go with 7 pass breakups. Yeah, the whole bit. So, that was the 2013 season. Now it gets really crazy in 2014. Started all the games. He was a Jim Thorpe Award finalist here. Led the team with 81 tackles, 13 pass breakups, four interceptions, two fumble recoveries. Crazy. Did you notice a theme with when I re- read off those stats? Did you notice the theme? Hope you guys did. That dude takes the ball away. He takes the ball away. That's why he made number one on my list. We de- we haven't had someone that takes the ball away from the defense like this guy has. While being, listen, I know I know this for a fact. I don't think T-Wade was 170. I don't think he ever got above 175. <laughs> and he was delivering thunder to any and everybody who was in his path and just constantly taking the ball away it's crazy to see crazy to see and if you just look at the program records they still haven't come down he's still the UTSA's all time leading tackler and Josiah would have got that record if he would have stayed you know throughout a senior year but it is what it is He's the all, he's the program's all um all-time leader in tackles. He's the program all-time leader in pass breakups, interceptions, forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. That's Tristan Wade, folks. <laughs> That's Tristan Wade. That dude, and let me actually let me verify some of this because let me make sure. Let's see. But I believe I'm correct here. If we look at all-time stuff right now. Let me make sure I'm correct. Yes. He's all, yeah, all he's number one all-time in interceptions total. In tackles total. Which actually, you know what? Rashad Wisdom's gonna have this record. He's gonna have this record. Now he's gonna do it with, an, with probably more games, but he's gonna have this record uh, when it's all said and done. Yep, he will. But just as of right now, the fact that that record is still there, it's crazy to me. Uh, so, yeah, that's. He's he <laughs> that dude I think he had his hand in he had his hand in more than twenty one takeaways throughout his career. Twenty one. Twenty one in forty five games. You know how difficult that is? This means almost every two games he's taking the ball away. Once every two games he's taking the ball away in his career. It's crazy. it's Insane. Insane. So, anyway, that tipped the scales for me. He was just a dominant force that I haven't seen anybody rival that. Whenever I was going through this list, I was going back and forth between him and Marcus Davenport. And at first I had Marcus Davenport at number one, but I think some of that is just, to me, skewed because of the NFL um, success he's had and him being drafted and all that type of stuff. But when I I had to really think about this and and make sure I consider what you did in a UTSA jersey only, that led me back to Tristan Wade. How can you deny that? Anyway, this was really fun to do. I cannot wait to do the offensive one um, next next week because that one is that one is is tough. I, I wanted to. Do, I was actually going to do offense first, but I couldn't freaking decide. <laughs> I couldn't freaking decide. So um, we'll have the we'll do the offensive one next week. But make sure you guys let me know what y'all think about my list, and also um, share your list on the Twitter. On the Twitter account. I can't wait to see what you guys have. I, I, I'll i be interested. This is no um, no list is perfect. This is just the list from my perspective. I'm sure I left off or did not consider some folks that I probably should have considered 100%. But, yeah, I, I, I thought I was fair to all eras also. That was another thing I was trying to think about. I was trying to think about the era when I was there, which T. Wade's in. I was trying to think about um, that transition to Frank Wilson, Um, you know, I tried to think about, you know, this current, the current team and that sort of thing. So I tried to, you know, spread it out as much as I could, but these are the five guys I came up with really interested to hear what you guys have though. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it.